Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. It's our final show for 2020. I'm Steve Titchener with the rest of the crew, Matt Lachlan and John McLevy. And guys, we're ready to leave 2020 behind us, huh? Without a doubt. It's uh, hopefully in the rearview mirror in a couple days. Uh, We'll wave bye-bye. See you. We're out of here. Uh, later for you, and we'll we'll move on to 2021. You know, not Absolutely. only yeah in the sports world, but in our in our lives, you know, our everyday yeah. lives. And so that that is the most important thing. Let's uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and let's hope that it's going to bring us to the light, as they say. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the vaccine it's a slow breakout of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. The distribution has been slower than I think we thought, but you know, the frontline workers are getting it. My wife got. Her first telling us, of yeah. two inoculations last week, and you know. Oh, she gets two as soon as I get on the list, and then uh, we can go out and eat inside again. Hold on, Matt. Right. Matt, explain the two. She's getting two of them. Yeah, that's the way it works. Okay. That's the way the uh, Pfizer run works. You have uh, a vaccine, and then about three weeks later, you have to have oh, a second. Interesting. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Okay, so you get two two shots. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think that's the case with the Moderna, though. Okay, very good. Well, Rutgers, uh, six and one now, two and one in the conference. A very nice win against Illinois a while back at the rack, and then uh, struggles in Columbus. Uh, pretty much a second half collapse. Uh, Jacob Young uh, hit the floor hard. That was kind of scary. Uh, I'm, I, I hear he's okay. Uh, I, don't, I didn't hear about him losing any uh, extensive time because he's very important to Rutgers. He really is. He's, you know, he makes the team tick. His defense is, is huge. And also he's just um, very important on the offensive end, too. So to, uh, he gets the he gets that team moving. And so um, hopefully he's he's not going to be affected by that injury. And then, you know, Cliff Amore, the freshman, is very important to the team as well. He, they, he's been put into action right away. He's been very effective. Losing him, he has a knee sprain, so they lost him for the whole game. Miles Johnson got in trouble, foul trouble. So you know they're they need what else that. Is new? Yeah, they need to have everybody there if, if they're gonna um if they're gonna have a special season. They gotta stay healthy. That would be the concern moving forward. Now they've got yeah. um, they've got Purdue Tuesday. Purdue is is off this year. Um, I guess you get concerned if they struggle against Purdue, and then you, then oh look what's coming. Uh, you know after that. You got Iowa at the rack, but number four, Iowa, and then Michigan after that at, in, in East Lansing. So, again, it's the Big Ten, and it's not going to get any easier. Matt, no, Lass, yeah, go, they're, go, go yeah, they're off to a good start. I mean, 6-0, oh, I don't know whether anybody would have predicted that. Most of them by, you know, double digits. And, and Ron Harper Jr., we've been talking about him singing his praises. He continues yeah. to be – you know, an all Big Ten player. I mean, let's face it. He would be, you know, at least second team all Big Ten. There's so many great players in that league that he'd be, he'd be, you know, on that upper echelon, first or second team. Um, you mentioned the injuries. That fall that uh, Jacob Young took, that was a terrible fall. I mean, he was airborne mm. going in for a right-handed layup. The defender came over. It wasn't a dirty play, but he caught him at, at such a way that his body just, um, and he landed square on like that right hip or uh, lower back area, and that was it. He was done for the game. But they were up 16 points in yeah. the second half. I mean, mm-hmm. with or without him, that's a game you just simply cannot lose. So that was their first real chink in the armor for uh, that was a, a a bad loss when you're up by that many points. But listen, they're not going to go undefeated and win the national championship. Exactly. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is all gravy and whatnot. But the the Omori injury, I think, to me, is a little more concerning. Big men with knee injuries, you know, especially earlier in their career, um, that's not something that you want to hear about. But listen, they're in they're in terrific shape with a home game with Purdue coming up. They hopefully get back on the on the winning trail. But uh, listen, all in all, I would be uh, whistling Dixie as a as a Scarlet Knights fan right now. Yeah, no complaints. I agree with you, John. That they have to, uh, and I apologize, my uh, son and daughter-in-law's dog has joined us for the Christmas yes. season. Yes, I noticed uh, the dog barking somewhere. Dakota uh, is making uh, her right. presence felt as well. So, as she should. At any rate, I don't. Uh, you know, she's new, uh, new environment, and of course, things, uh, things kind of get to her, and she, right, she's, well, she's, she's trying to figure out the sound. She's part. She's part of the show. But, She's part of the show. Yeah. So I'm going to try to move to another room, but I'm the only one home, so I'm kind of keeping an eye on her. Anyway, so that being said, I agree with you, John. All good for Rutgers. The loss, notwithstanding, there are reasons for it. There are injuries, as we detailed, and the foul trouble of Miles Johnson. So that that's what they need to avoid. They need to avoid getting hurt. Uh, they've got the depth. I think the injury to Amori is – and by the way, I heard guys, I think it was the Big Ten Network, Doing the you see the Ohio State game or the one before it, they changed yeah. the pronunciation of his name again. So I'm oh, not sure. But the big fella Cliff, um, yeah, he's he's a huge part of what they hope to accomplish and, and where yeah. they want to go. And so they they that's a concern because that really affects them at a position that they had a lot of strength. And that bears watching yeah. as the season goes along. And Purdue, like Purdue's coming off a win against Maryland and you know, they're, they've got a, a never a pushover, Matt. Never a pushover, Purdue. They're good defensively. Mm-hmm. They got a preseason All Big Ten performer in uh, Trevion Williams, and mm-hmm. they're going to give Rutgers a go. But I would suspect Rutgers bounces back against this one. Then comes the big game against Iowa on Saturday, mm-hmm. and Luca Garza coming to town. So, look, it's a great conference. The challenges come every night. Yeah. You know, Rutgers, Rutgers could, you know, lose six or seven. Yeah, big ten games, and that doesn't mean they're bad. Here's a question: Do they ever play on the road? I mean, uh, Ohio <laughs> State, notwithstanding, I mean, they're always home. They never go. Well, they went to Penn State, I guess, but other than that, they just it seems like every game is at the rack. Well, yeah, they, the next two yeah. are at home. Next two, and then they go out to uh, play play Michigan State in East Lansing uh, next Tuesday. Alex. So yeah, and and they had trouble. Obviously, they were in Columbus and. That didn't work out so well again, but just ho- hopefully. I the home, it's like the home road thing. Does it does it matter anymore yeah. this year? Like, probably not as much. With very few fans, or if any, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters as much. But we're still dealing with college athletes, and so they're young men, and the travel is in, is is part of it. And how do they yeah. handle all that stuff mentally and their routine changing? So there is some effect, but I don't think it's like Purdue coming into eight thousand fans, nine thousand fans at the rack. Running hard on them. I, I think Rutgers, no. as we've discussed before, has lost an advantage they had. But so far, because they're yep. good, right. it hasn't affected them at home. You know, guys, yeah. we talk about injuries and it's next man up and somebody gets an opportunity. I remember when uh, Mamadou Ducore was, was recruited. He was sort of like the signature recruit in that class that came in. And he's really done zero up until... Um, you know, up until the present right now, this could be an opportunity for him with Omori uh, or Omaruyi, whatever we're going to call him nowadays. <laughs> How about we call him Cliff? That's with what I'm Cl- saying. Just Cliffy. Yeah. Cliff. With Cliffy on the shelf, then, uh, you know, next man up. This is an opportunity for a guy who had a, uh, a pretty good um, prep career 
to uh, to try and grab some uh, some time and and uh, to be um, a help to the team when when it, when the guys need him, you know, next man up type of thing. Yeah, yeah. something's going on. I mean, he's a big body, but he's uh, he doesn't have a lot of confidence. Certainly on the offensive end, he's just not a scorer. I mean, he's a worker. You know, he he works hard and you know he plays some defense, gets some rebounds. But he's just, uh, you know, you got Miles Johnson, you got a guy who can score. A lot of touch fouls with Miles, though. They call him all the time. I don't want to go down that road. We didn't during Rutgers football. I'm not going to do it for basketball where we start bitching about the refing, you know, right. the Big Ten officiating. But, boy, man, it's just like uh, there was a lot of touch stuff going on. And, uh, and you know, he got in foul trouble and got, was limited to, like, whatever, 15 minutes. So, you know, you, you know Amori out. You know, you got to go to Docor and he's just, you know, he's um, he, he'll fill he'll, he'll fill up the lane and he'll he'll play defense. But he's you know, you, you lose him on the uh, uh, he's just not the rebounder Miles is. And he's right. certainly not the scorer that Miles is. So and they got to um, get more from Geo Baker. He had an off game. Um, yeah. At Ohio State. He wasn't on. He only got 12 shots, too. I mean, Ron Harper is becoming like. Yeah plan a b and c mm-hmm. when you're taking 20 shots i mean that's yeah that's like nba kind of stuff and he's been hot so if if you get a night when he's off you, the you beast. Know, yeah yeah but he's been terrific he really has i mean he's, yeah. he's and he's changed his shot he's got a different release you know he's got more arc on the ball i mean something's yeah. going on where he's just it's just, he's just stroking it beautifully man i mean it's just yeah. you know and he's he's a He's turning to quite a shooter, and and uh, and you know, and you got to you got to deal with him on the court. You can't leave him alone at all now. Uh, and no. uh, and so uh, he, you know, he was good at the end of last year, but he's just been fantastic this year. Hopefully that that continues. But they, you know, Jacob Young has to come back. Um, he's a big part of that team right now, um, just from an energy standpoint and what he brings to it. You know, him and uh, and uh, Mathis with uh, just how athletic those guys are, how quick they are. And defensively, yep. they really, um, it, it, it makes the difference for those guys. And then Omori, too, has been a big part as again. I mean, um, Starter. You, you feel, yeah. yeah, you're feeling that. You're feeling the loss of him. So how bad is that knee and when will he be back? Uh, and then some, maybe some of these other, these younger guys um, are going to have to, uh, uh, step up to the Oscar Palmquist and, and Dean uh, Ryber, those guys, and see if they're uh, they're going to step up as well. They played a yeah, little. Yeah, that was funny. He put Ryber in the game with about a minute left. <laughs> the guy hadn't played a minute, you know, the whole game. And then I'd say, who the heck is this guy? Well, they it off the bench. They did get a little fouling out. Yeah, they did get a little um, uh, action early in the season. Uh, yeah, but uh, before the conference play. They got a yep. little bit of action. So they, those guys, listen, they might have to, to step up, too. They're part of the future. They're part of the plan at Rutgers. Both of them can shoot, and that's what Rutgers uh, needs. But that's the kind of the big thing, right, guys? They, they're scoring now. You said yeah. la- the last show, uh, John, instead of uh, just playing defense and being scrappy, now they're actually putting the ball in the bucket. Um, the yeah. free throws are still a concern. Um, yes. That they're, they're they have to hit their three free throws, but still, they're playing. Uh, they're 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 scoring, and that's the difference. I mean, you look at you know they they put up uh, what ninety one on it on Illinois, right? Yeah. So, usually, usually a Rutgers game is a real rock fight in the fifties. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're not yeah. really getting a lot of up and down. But now so, they're now they are going up and down. And you know, Montez Mathis has had a real nice start to to the season. He came in as a heralded recruit as well, and. You know, he's starting to fulfill some of that promise. So yep. um, it might be time for the guards to really to pick up the slack with uh, with the bigs, maybe not as deep 
uh, rotation-wise at this point. Well, the, you know, Rutgers is into their, their conference schedule now, and it's a battle. Every night it's a battle. Even Purdue, you can't even look past them, as we said. So, mm-hmm. so uh, and, you know, as Matt said, they can win, lose seven or eight-game conference games but still be a very good team. I mean, they went up to 11 in the in the country and that's they're going to fall off that i didn't see the top 25 i don't know if you guys did i looked this hasn't morning yet. hasn't come out they're yet but out they're, they're going to drop they're going to drop off of that obviously you have to the loss to uh to ohio not state too far. But not, not too far no. though, I agree with you, 14 maybe yeah, they, yeah they're still in the mix they, it wasn't as if they 100%. went in and lost by 40 right so we'll yeah see. i mean this is not football where you can take massive drops with one you know with one loss yeah. Yep. So, so we'll uh, we'll see where they end up, and uh, let's take a break, guys, and then we'll come back. We'll uh, listen to uh, a spot from LG Insurance, our our sponsor, and then we'll talk about Seton Hall. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt and John and Seton Hall, six and four now, three and one in the Big East, a loss to John's Friars. But then they uh, come back and beat uh, Georgetown. Miles Kale with a big game at 30 points. So uh, that came kind of out of nowhere. It'd be nice to get that from him every night. Well, yeah, career high. And he was strong from the field. He was 10 for 16. And, yeah, he's a guy who has played without confidence, quite frankly, throughout his time at Seton Hall. And over the last few games, you're starting to see a more confident player. And he's feeling the stroke. He's not hesitant to take his shot. And so an example of someone finding his game a little bit, stepping out of Miles Powell's shadow, add that all up. Very good sign for Seton Hall. And Jared Roden had a terrific game against Georgetown. He can't forget the big fella, Ike, with the nine blocks. He changed the direction of that game early. Yeah, big, yeah. big defensive presence there. everything out but the sun, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy, that's for oh, sure. man, yeah, he's a large human being. So, yeah, that was that was good because it was an off night for their star, Sandro Mamo, yeah. uh, Feely. And so when you got guys that can step up, you know, Jared Roden has really turned into uh, Robin to uh, Mamo's Batman. He's sort of been that second guy there. Uh, and he's been pretty consistent. I mean, maybe an, an off night here or there, but he's he's someone that, that I think Kevin Willard is, um, you know, confident in that can not only put the ball on the floor and create for himself, but can can uh, dial it up from long distance. And you're right about Miles Kale. He's shown flashes over the years. And now as a senior, I think maybe, uh, maybe the light bulb is going off where he's saying, hey, listen, it's now or never. And yeah. uh, I'm hoping that it's more now. Uh, than never, and uh, he really turned in a game that they needed. Uh, not a vintage Georgetown team. No. Um, John uh, John Thompson having passed away before the season started. I know um, Ed Cooley and some of the other coaches have taken to wearing a big towel over their chest for the game as a tribute to Big John. Um, I'm assuming that Patrick Ewing is doing the same. I haven't seen him on the sidelines, but he has has not lit the world on fire yet. I know. 
Speaking of fire, there's a little one under his fanny at Georgetown, but he just recently signed the first uh, five-star recruit that Georgetown has had in many moons. So they're thinking that that will be a bit of a reprieve from him. But if the Big East could ever get Georgetown back to, you know, maybe not where they were top five every year, uh, but competitive, you know, the conference, we talk about how good the Big Ten is. The Big East is no mm-hmm. slouch this year. They have some some good teams. You know, Villanova is, is, the, is the cream of the crop as always, but, you know, Creighton is really good. I think Xavier's got a nice team. Uh, Seton Hall is right in the mix there, and and it's deep. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is, John. It's not as it's not as star laden a league as the Big Ten is in terms yeah. of teams that'll be in the top twenty five, but it is very deep. It's very competitive. But you know, Villanova got the news over the weekend. Uh, Jay Wright has COVID, so they've shut down mm-hmm. uh, now, and they'll they'll be you know on the back burner for two weeks. So you know it it. it it opens the door. I mean, sad to say, but yeah. it does open the door for somebody else to make a run at that top spot, which Villanova has right now. Look out yeah. for Creighton. They're really good. But here you go. Good. You got Xavier Wednesday, yeah. uh, top 25 team, right? You got Butler Saturday, and then oh, you got Creighton next uh, next Wednesday. So no rest uh, for Seton Hall, just like the Big Ten, the Big East. You're right, Johnny, is a is, is, is strong conference, too. With with plenty of representation in the top twenty five with with the Villanova, the, you know top what five team, and yeah. so um yeah so uh, what what do you see uh, Matt Xavier Wednesday um that's not gonna that's gonna be a tough game for them yeah it is um, it's going to be a huge challenge for them but I think that they're they're gonna be fine I mean they're just still trying to figure out their roles at this point Seton Hall is and so I'm not overly concerned with who they play quite frankly i think they have the necessary weapons to handle anything and anybody that comes their way i think that they were just uh, again they're just trying to figure out roles and people are just breaking uh bryce aiken back in so i mean the, the big key to xavier you'll have to look for uh, zach Fremantle. he can kill you he's really good and you know if they can kind of slow him down they They'll be okay, but nothing will be easy. Nate Johnson's a handle, too. Um, so I expect Seton Hall to, to fare well uh, on the 30th. I don't know if they'll win, but I think that what we're seeing is the development of Kale, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. Roden's getting more and more consistent. Aiden yeah. coming into the lineup. Uh, Mamu Kalashvili is awesome, and you know, there's a lot of good things there. Uh, you know, I, you know, it was amazing. They, I don't think they take a backseat to anyone, quite frankly. You know what was amazing, Matt? I don't know if you had a chance to see um, Xavier's win over Marquette uh, earlier in the week. They have a transfer from Belmont. This kid, his name is Adam Kunkel. He's a great shooter, and they were expecting a lot from him. Um, but they were, they did, didn't get word on him whether he was going to be eligible. They thought maybe he was going to wait uh, and would have to be till next year. Well, he got the call right before the game that he was going to be eligible. Um, and so what does he do? He goes out and scores 22 points. The last three of which come at the buzzer. Uh, he hits a, a three point shot at the buzzer with a hand right in his face and they beat Marquette 91, 88. It was unbelievable. Um, you know, Belmont, one of those teams that, that scores, um, at will. And he was one of their, one of their guys and he was that transfer late. So it's another, another, uh, weapon. Um, at their disposal, Xavier is someone you don't want to sleep on because they they're pretty deep and they have some really they good freshmen. 
You know, they have some good freshmen and, um, you know, they're a team to keep your eye on. They're eight and one at the moment. So that that's going to be a fun game. Uh, when Seton Hall goes to play uh, Xavier later this week. Yeah, Travis Steele's a terrific coach. He's he's done a lot of good things there. So mm-hmm. you're right, that little fallback jumper, uh, you know, was a killer for the Warriors. How about that? And to just find out that morning he was going to play and then go out and throw up 22 points. I know, right? First game, wow. Talk about welcome to the party. Exactly. So a lot of good basketball coming up. We're going to say goodbye to 2020. And this will be the last show for this year. So obviously, Happy New Year to all our uh, listeners. Uh, Very exciting uh, time for 2021. Certainly, New Jersey basketball is is looking really good. And I know I threatened this a few times. Well, let's check in with Monmouth and Fairleigh Dickinson, too. This is, after all, the Jersey Hardwood podcast of course Princeton not playing at all uh, but we'll check in on those other teams as well uh, because that is division one basketball and uh, and so we'll uh, we'll look in on on, on ch- and check in on them uh, from time to time on the show and with that we'll uh, catch you all uh, next week check us out on moresportsnow.com you can find us on SoundCloud as well iHeartRadio on Spotify anywhere where you uh, find your podcasts uh, will be there so for Matt Lachlan John McAlevey I'm Steve Titchener we'll catch you all next year bye bye